0: Hello, I'm Senator Richard Bryan, a member of the board of directors for the Nevada Medical Center. I would like to welcome you to Nevada Health Matters, an ongoing podcast series powered by the Nevada Medical Center, a nonprofit organization that focuses on healthcare issues and topics that matter to the citizens of our great state. Nevada Medical Center is working to better the lives of everyone in Nevada through collaboration and innovation in the healthcare industry. NMC also monitors and promotes performance metrics to better understand our state's health care priorities and helps to enhance access to quality health care for all of our state citizens. You can find more information about Nevada Medical Center at NevadaHealthMatters.org. In this episode, NMC spoke with Dr. Sean Gerstenberger, Dean of the UNLV School of Public Health and Chairman of the Nevada Medical Center Advisory Board, about the second edition of Nevada Medical Center's Health Care Report Card. The healthcare report card measures and tracks Nevada's healthcare system and establish rankings for the state and others across the country on six key healthcare indicators.
1: Which one of those categories, Sean, do you think there's a chance to move the needle even further in the next year?
2: Yeah, those are tricky. Uh, you know, the way the results are collected um, and, and the volume of data that goes into those, it's tough to move anything very quickly so I think that's my precautionary statement Um, with that said there are some quick fixes and some things that can be done right out of the gate Um, nutrition and exercise Mm -hmm. I think are two where we can make a difference relatively simply some of those are through personal behaviors some of those are through school policies Mm -hmm. um, through you know activities You know, bringing back recess, you know, Mm -hmm. something near and dear to your heart, right? That won't hurt your feeling. But these are things that we can do that, you know, the metrics and measures in those are getting X amount of exercise in a day, a week, or a year. Those those are things that we can plan and schedule and do. It's a little trickier on Mm -hmm. things like chronic disease, um, access to care, but, you know, we have those individuals that go into that metric already together in one place under one kind of regulatory group. And I think, unfortunately, we've created some of those problems with the policies and procedures that we've had in place over the years that we're more looking at funding or budget cuts than they were at health. Uh, (laughs) Um, What made you want to be a part of Nevada Medical
3: Center in any capacity? You know, what brought you into this process? And kind of just maybe just tell me a little bit more about
2: that. Sure. So... um, our school in general has been affiliated with the Nevada Medical Center since its inception. Actually, our former dean, uh, Dr. Mary Guinan, was also on the board over there And when she retired. Um, I know a lot of folks uh, in the healthcare community that work on the Nevada Medical Center. But I think most importantly, we have uh, a common cause is to improve health of Nevadans and to measure that in an effective fashion and, and do that in collaborative ways. So that's something we do here in community health sciences. It's something the Nevada Medical Center is passionate about, and all the people that serve on that board sure. are also a part of. So that's really how I got involved. It's kind of a natural fit yeah. you know, for what we all do and what the Nevada Medical Absolutely. Center wanted to do. <coughs>
1: How can organizations such as your department here, School of Committee Health Sciences and NMC, mobilize leaders and funders to take action on these findings? How, how do sure. we get people off the sidelines, John?
2: Right. Well, you know... It's the one thing I like about the report card model, right? Nobody nobody likes when their kids bring home a D (laughs) or an F or a grade less than what they think they should have done. So this is really a call to action to do that. I think we need to use this as a springboard to reach out to those community partners. So whether that's access to food, whether that's exercise, access to care, chronic disease, infectious disease, we know there's evidence-based practices out there that can be implemented to move the needle. We need to pull those groups together, and I think we need to be an active force at the Nevada Medical Center to find those groups and identify those people and get them together. Uh, We now have the data to write, for grants because we have the pilot information that's the first step of every grant writing proposal is demonstrate need mm-hmm. what is the need what is the gap what is wrong in the community so the report card and other databases that are out there have identified those for us so okay. I, you know one they can reach out to us and we can engage them but that typically doesn't always happen because people get busy. So sure. we need to convene groups. We need to do active outreach on targeted areas. So, um, you know, I know okay. you're you're working on exercise mm-hmm. um, as one of your areas. Sure. Um, you know, we have a project, obviously, looking at suicide prevention that we're going to launch. Yeah and then really get on board with other agencies. If it's a chronic disease, we can you know, reach out to folks who do cancer research or cardiovascular work or other things. And the, the other piece of this too, it's kind of a long-winded answer and I apologize. No, it's a That's good answer. Is yeah. that all these things are integrated. So you can't separate them. You can't say, I'm gonna address chronic diseases without addressing exercise. food insecurity yep. sure. and exercise. And you can't address any of them without having adequate access to care. So it's one of my favorite quotes on planet Earth, and I use it all the time. It's that first law of ecology, right? You can never only do one thing. And so when you move one thing forward, there are others that are going to come along with it. And we need to maximize those and create those linkages. So, that when people get on board, they know, well, I might just be participating here, but I can increase access to care, which yeah. might reduce trips and falls in the home, or they may get more exercise, or they may have more bone density, reduce a chronic disease, mm-hmm. keep people out of the hospital, and start working on the preventative ends instead of the more responsive right. pieces. Even the
1: play piece that I'm involved with, the mental health, is huge, right? Because right. it makes kids happy. And what a concept to be happy to come to right.
2: school. Right. And it's a tremendous social engagement opportunity right so I mean you go out and get exercise you know we know there's a million benefits to that but there's a social interaction that's why Absolutely. we have team sports right it's why we do things as volleyball and football and basketball because we have to communicate we have to engage we have people checking in on us so all those things lead to health so when we look at health we have to look at is this much larger holistic group of things that makes us better and when we piece it out you know, into those specific areas, that's when people get very focused. But at the end of the day we have to be able to loop it all back together. And, you know, the healthcare system starts before you're born and yeah. it continues long after you're gone. And we need to start thinking about it like that. Um this may be a little bit off topic, but how would you if you
3: personally, how would you leverage the healthcare report card to make it? deeper impact I Mm -hmm. guess in the community in some capacity just as you know if you were giving us advice. Yeah
2: I think there's a couple different ways you can do that wildly different approaches um, which sometimes is good sometimes is bad yeah (laughs) Uh, one is I think through policy right so we can have policy advocates that can look at and identify those parts of the report card where we can do better to look at health policies to um, you know effectuate change through our elected officials, through legislators and others. That's one way. Uh, I think another way is through um, fostering research collaborations that address and make those interventions. And so by pulling together those groups, by getting like-minded people together and facilitating that in an organized way to say, here's our goal, We're we're gonna go after this problem, we're gonna go get three or four large grants, we're gonna involve 20 partners, and we're not going to allow this to continue down the path that has been down. What part of the
3: healthcare report card did you find, I guess, the most fixable is the only way I can put it right now? And maybe <laughs> that's <laughs> not a great way to put it. And maybe <laughs> no, I know what you mean. And,
2: uh, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, there's, I guess I'm going to answer this in a strange way. Sure. There, one of the things that I saw in there is that there are a lot of groups Addressing pieces of that report card. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Some of those are going to see change faster than others. I don't know if they're going to be completely fixable. I think the the nutrition one mm-hmm. is something that is it's doable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You know, I'm full disclosure. I'm the board chair at Three Square, <laughs> and so you know there is a plan and there yeah. is a process in place to eliminate food insecurity to get out into the neighborhoods Mm -hmm. to bring those food resources out to get it into schools to make sure it's healthy food Um, you know it's getting to every last corner of the city and finding every last person and distributing food that's a huge challenge but I think we can make a really good dent and have made a really good dent in that Uh, I think the exercise piece is another one Um, you know, this is the realms of public health, right? We yeah. have we have healthcare, we have social behavioral health, we have biostats and epi and environment. So that's how I answer pretty much everything, right? We change the environment, we yeah. change your behavior, we change the healthcare system <laughs> and yeah. we and we use all the data to track it. I guess that's how public yeah. health people are trained. <laughs> so we can modify the environment to improve access to food and access to care and access to areas to exercise we can change people's behaviors although that's a lot harder and so (laughs) that's why i went into environmental health that's why i always joke because it's easier for me to build a crosswalk than tell you to not jaywalk right Right. or build one that's safe that forces you to do the right (laughs) thing
1: right
2: and so that's why i went into the realm i did but i also see the value in that that social and behavioral change. But it's
1: tricky. It is tricky.
2: You know, we all know we shouldn't smoke. We all know cigarettes are bad for us, but yet people still do it. That's a behavioral Correct. problem.
1: So, Are there things, Sean, that you would like to see a different either demographic subset data or even a different category altogether included mm-hmm. in next year's report card? Or is there something that you wish would be on there that you think the public yeah. needs to hear about?
2: Well, it's tricky because I know there's, you know, hundreds of metrics that go into this and we have to put it into something that's a little more palatable for the general public. So a lot of those pieces are there Mm -hmm. um, if you do deeper dives into the data. But I think some spatial pieces of that that demonstrate where the issues might be located in the valley might Mm. be something very telling. Uh, it becomes much more personal when it's happening in your neighborhoods and in your communities and to your family. So maybe some sort of great GIS idea. mapping or pieces that say, this affects everybody in the valley, or yeah. it's really targeted at these six or seven zip codes or location X and Y. And there's often a reason for that. The, the spatial distribution of things is a very That's telling a great story. Idea. If you look at food, right, if you don't have a grocery store within five miles... Right buy your food 7 You buy your food at Seven <laughs> yeah. Eleven, and the quality of the food is not going to be the same as you might no. get, right? Or if there's no safe place to walk, yeah. you're probably not going to go run around your neighborhood at 10 o'clock at night because you don't feel safe. Right. And That's so, a great point. Yeah, and, you know, is it? it may be spatial in racial and ethnic areas. It could be spatial in distribution of things. Um, we've had some folks do some really neat projects on that here. One that overlaid all the fast food restaurants and their location to schools. You want to read right. that one. I should. They're stacked around all the high schools because mm-hmm. so, the students oh, all yeah, leave course. and they go get food. Mm-hmm. And they're... Wildly I mean, be, popular. Yes, it would be. I mean, it would be really <laughs> interesting to see a map of Las Vegas and like the health ratings of each, just pieces yep. broken out. I don't know. If that's yeah, ever and really you can possible, but yeah, and there's lots of different ways you can do that. Whether that's a food insecurity map, and a, yeah. and a lot of these exist because they're pulled out of those same data sets, so that sure. people look at them. Um, you know whether it's a transportation map. How do I get on the bus and get an access to food, or can I actually have a bus route that takes me past the That's VA? Great, the yeah. answer to that is mm-hmm. yes, right? They have maps and data that look at that. But how do we get the word out? So I like spatial things because I think great, people yeah. connect to it. Yeah. And maybe not all of them, but I think one or two key metrics you're trying to mm-hmm. bear down on and change.
1: Mm-hmm. That's I love that. <clears throat> right on, <clears because throat> as you know. Um, How do you believe we can make the solutions actionable and easy to understand for the broad Mm -hmm. audience that that reaches? Not just doctors, healthcare providers, legislators, but people who are just on Mm -hmm. the Nevada Medical Center website. I mean, we try to make the report card usable for a broad scope, which is difficult in some respects. How do we then describe the solutions in the same manner, do you think? Yeah, I
2: think that's a great question. Right, so data are only as, or only useful if you use them. <laughs> and so there are a lot of um, evidence-based strategies that are known to be effective for many of these metrics. And so one of the things that I think could be helpful is linking to some of those evidence-based strategies yeah. and saying, here's a best practice that was done in Cincinnati or Baltimore okay. or Denver, Colorado, um, here's a transportation solution. Here's a food solution. Here's an exercise solution that worked and Put some actionable items on there. Um, you know, I work in housing and we do that all the time We talk about asthma and asthma triggers and there's some really simple things you can do to reduce Your asthma triggers like changing, and your, filters and changing like- your filters, you know cleaning your floors removing your carpet putting in hard flooring mm-hmm. um, using cleaning chemicals and items that are not going to be uh, you know trigger responses asthma attacks or other things that are really straightforward that don't cost a lot of money um, that you know you can do without right yeah and that's true in all the areas you know look at exercise so you can say look did you know there's an integrated trail system that goes all over this valley that you could walk on do you know where your nearest ymca is do um, you know that you know some schools open their tracks so you can go walk on the weekend, yeah. you know, or whatever it is, or you know? Did you know that you know Saint Run, Saint Rose has a program called Girls on the Run? You know that you go yeah. and do this. You know, here's all These the things you can know, tap into yeah. that promote exercise. It's you know, you don't always have to get up. Strap on your gear and go for an eight mile run because yeah. most of us, frankly, hate that. <laughs> 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 right? That's what you know. That's why I like team sports. Or you know, I used to play. I played racquetball for years every day, and we'd go in there and just beat the heck out of each yeah. other. was
1: a good stress reliever. Yeah, it was. Too. It
2: was awesome, right? And I can't yeah. remember if I won or lost any of those games. So I could yeah. care less, but I burned a lot of
3: calories. Yeah,
1: that's a great. That's a great point.
3: Um, how's UNLV using? the NMC data portal, if at all,
2: yeah, and could they use it more? Yeah, so um, we use the data portal, and we also contribute to the data portal. Yep. So um, obviously we, we collect some of the data that go into that, so in, in particular the behavioral risk factor surveillance survey. Um, That's one of the federal kind of standardized surveys that's run out of our school in collaboration with some partners. But again, we use all those data on a regular basis that goes directly into grant proposals, into those need sections. So what's the incidence or prevalence of asthma in this region or in this zip code or by school? And then why is that happening? And then we link that with things like we have a pollen monitoring program that goes on at schools. Mm -hmm. And so we do real-time pollen monitoring, and we can send notifications out to those families today. Today is a high mulberry day. Make sure if your kids have issues with that specific allergen that here's some ways you can reduce the impact. Um, You know, they make them more susceptible little things right before you go to bed take a shower because all the pollen sits in your hair and lays all over your pillow then you breathe it all night well okay that's that seems like something I could do (laughs) (laughs) I'm in on that one and you know so those are just kind of the links um, you know in the world of research and NIH you know it's called translational research is research Mm -hmm. that translates directly into actions or changes or behaviors that go out in our community
1: I love that One of the things we struggle with, Sean, we've talked to you about this, is yes, you can't fix something you don't measure, right? Yeah. So we're, we're all about metrics and trying to get the word out. Adam's been helping us make sure NMC is a known entity, that we're a convener and a collaborator, right? To try to get people together to galvanize change. But we also want to be about prevention because it's often less costly, Yep. You know, if you can get people to not develop a chronic disease, <laughs> right. you're yeah. a lot better off as a state, a person, a society. Sure. So what what do you think, in partnership with you, that NMC can do to kind of get that preventative focus out there?
2: Yeah, well, it, it is the mantra of public health, right? So it's uh, provoke, prevent, protect. Those are the, the three mantras of all public health things that are out there. And you're right, it's difficult to sell people on things that don't happen. And so usually we unfortunately have to use focal events when things go wrong mm. to show what happens when we don't have prevention in place. Um, you know, look at Flint, Michigan, mm. right? Nobody was worried about lead in water or pipes or plumbing, you know, fortunately we've been working on that for a long time, uh, but then all of a sudden it happened which gives you a springboard to go and address things. So we have to, I think, use that in a way to say, let's not wait for everything to blow up or go wrong. We need to prevent this before it happens because some of the things are just simply not acceptable. If that's you know preventing accidents or injuries from crossing a road, it's it's not okay to let a bunch of people get hit and then go fix it. Um, the suicide prevention. It's, you know, I don't want to go dark on you it's here, but no, we you know, we can't wait to look at the data yeah. to say we have a horrible problem in these areas. That's too late. We need to be in there and preventing it and proactive.
1: And so to your point about prevention, there is an area where, I yep. mean, I, when I met with you and Tara that time, I couldn't believe that statistic. That is an 8 to 18, one of the yep. leading cause of death for... Am I saying it right, Sean? <laughs> yeah, it's
2: gonna just surpass automobile deaths Which is in the next to two or three years for Eight to for youth. Red, Sean, yeah. yeah, yeah. And there's oh. several Carbosal. reasons yeah, for that. I mean, car? cars are getting yeah. safer, but there's also the the rate is going up. So there's a lot of things like that that we yeah. have early warning cues. Um, you know, our Nevada Institute for Children does the kindergarten health survey. Mm-hmm. We know that over 30 percent of our kids are overweight or obese when they enter kindergarten. Mm. I mean, they're already starting out, and we know that being overweight or obese in youth makes you more likely... Have issues later in mm-hmm. life, which leads to chronic diseases and all these other things that are preventable. So we have to get in there and address some of these things. The nice thing about kids, unlike <laughs> all of us, right? They can grow out of it. They maintain their weight and grow, and all of a sudden their BMI goes down. Yeah, yeah. we don't have that anymore. Yeah. Right? So <laughs> you can literally, you can literally grow out of it, right? As you increase in size, where we're done growing. So there's where we can do interventions that. You know, where a maintenance piece will ultimately result in the outcome you want. But it's, it's prevention. So there's just, you know, an, an example of where we can start to tackle those things. We have a lot of early warnings that we use as, as clues um, and indicators that something's going to go yeah. bad later.
1: And I think the same is true with the suicide prevention. especially with our statistic that I just shared. In fact, I shared with this group of Rotarians that, and this is just what I know from being a high school principal, the American Counselor Association recommendation is one counselor for every 250 kids. In -hmm. our district, it's one to 500. Right. So they have double the recommended ratio. So if I've got a counselor of 500 young people, Ha- can I get to all of them and see the warning signs that may really have been there? And yeah.
2: there's, you know, a critical time to do that, right? If they have to wait four months to get in to see you or four weeks. Correct. Yeah, something horrible could happen. Could have
1: happened by then. But yeah.
2: We're about something to say, look, to this, on. we've got an issue. Yeah. This is and an issue. Can...
1: Even if they gave every... Not that this is a uh, direct fix. It certainly would be indirect, but in some cases direct. Give schools more counselors. Mm-hmm. As social workers. So that the students who are struggling um, have feel like they have access to somebody to talk to them. Yeah. Instead of, oh, I'll get to you. And I know counselors don't go in deliberately and go, I don't have time for you. But they are overloaded. And So a young person quickly figures that out and says, oh, mm-hmm. he or she can't see me. So then they deal with this issue and it gets worse and worse. Yeah,
3: it's hard. I mean, if you're in ninth grade, you know, you're sitting at home and Correct. you're like a depressed teenager. Yeah, You know, it's like right. you're... It's the last person you go and tell is your guidance counselor. Correct. You know, I mean yeah. you may you probably won't even tell your parents. Yeah. I think
2: mostly people keep it inside mm-hmm. a little bit, so it's you know, yeah. how, how, yeah, you, those how are, do how you make it comfortable for And them? those are yeah. tricky and those are and you know, they're unfortunate but there's some opportunities yeah. there. Mm-hmm. To figure out ways to do better, yeah. <clears throat> and yeah. so whether that's through peer observation or through your counselors or through individuals that interact with these students on a regular basis, somebody's got to say something and go. I am worried about Christy, yeah. and yeah. you know, can you get in there and talk to her, yeah. or you know, or pull her aside and talk to her yourself if that's what the intervention and is? And
1: don't you think all of you too that it starts with even like in elementary school, so that kids understand. Having a mental issue
0: is no Mm -hmm. different
1: than having the flu or spraining your ankle. Nobody has any problem saying, I'm going to the doctor, I think I sprained my ankle or hurt my back. But the minute you say, ah, just not, something's not right. Right, I'm going to a counseling
2: session or I'm
3: going to say there's a a stigma. Right, right. We need
1: to have that erased. Or it's like a get over it
3: kind
1: of thing. Uh, Right. That's mostly what it is, I think.
3: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
1: so we could do prevention even in the younger grades where kids Mm -hmm. know it's absolutely okay to say to somebody, I'm just not feeling right inside. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and, and to be able to ask those... For help. Those questions, yeah. or ask for help, or go, I'm just...
1: And not feel like it's a weakness because you have asked yeah. for help. Yeah.
3: Yeah. But I think pulling that back, too, is, you know, to the, to the healthcare report card, is it really is, you know, you can't really solve a problem, I think, without acknowledging it, and that's mm-hmm. what we do mm-hmm. that's yeah. its
2: most fundamental. And then have a way to track it and evaluate it and see if you've actually changed anything. And that's the nice thing. Most of the data that go into this are through federal or state systematic Mm -hmm. data sets that are collected with intense methodology and (laughs) statistical evaluation that would bore most people to death (laughs) if you had to get into all the weeds Mm because I serve on some of those too. And so that's why I like... I like the report card in that sense. It's like getting this big, long, technical report, mm-hmm. and then you look at it and go, "What does that mean? You know, what are my what are my three take home messages, or right. what are the things I need to worry about?" You yes. ever looked at your blood work when you go to the doctor, yeah. right? You see these eight hundred things. You're like, okay, well, what, exactly. what do I need to know? And, you know, what are the, what are the things I right. here that jump out?
1: I like that about, and that's what I like about the portal too. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about the portal not just being for healthcare providers, but. For you and me to be able to go on there and go, gosh, where and and yeah. I love the zip code idea, because where where is the prevalence of this problem in yeah. our state, our city? Yeah, I love that idea.
2: And a lot of those data are they have them for those, and some mm-hmm. of them don't. Just depends on how they're collected. Correct. Yeah. But it, it, it goes, up, yeah. did go yeah. up. So. Yeah. And that infectious disease one is an interesting it one is too, an interesting because one. you know sure. a lot of those are you know sexually transmitted diseases Correct. and other things, which again, no one likes to. Necessarily talk about, but they are completely preventable if you do the types of inter- interventions that are effective.
1: And in our school system, as you know, Sean, I'm preaching to the choir.
2: Mm-hmm. It's very
1: difficult because it's an opt in, yes, instead of an opt
2: right. And th- I mean, you know, they're curious. They need to talk about things. They need to know. But there's another thing where you can do resources. You know, there's um, community agencies. You know, our Cambridge Center right up here does those Mm -hmm, types. Right. We have some research grants within our school where they do sex ed in churches. Yeah. So they sign up and they go through the churches and they talk about sex ed in churches. And so it's just different venues, you know, that if you don't want it done through the school Mm -hmm. district or if you're not comfortable as a parent doing that or...
1: And there are some parents that just felt like, that's my job as a parent, and that's well, exactly, great. But yeah. then opt them out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It shouldn't be that you have to sign them in for it. Because um, I don't think young people realize that some of those things pointed out, which is why I'm glad we added it this mm-hmm. year, are on the rise. And I think part yeah. of that is because people see that folks who now live with AIDS and can mm-hmm. live with active AIDS fully and can be controlled and they can live a normal yep. life i think and people so. are thinking oh man we don't have to be so careful as we used to anymore right. but then chlamydia is on the mm-hmm. rise other stds are on the right. rise syphilis. So, syphilis like um
2: well yeah. and <laughs> a right. lot of those now are are chronic diseases that Correct. are that are manageable um you know unfortunately years ago they were death sentences. they were written, death sentences. but now they're they're chronic diseases but it doesn't make them any less serious right and so they need to be aware of those I mean, i'm of that camp, well, I'm going to talk to them, and my wife's going to talk to them, the school's going to talk to them, and the church can talk to them, somebody (laughs) on the street can talk to them, I don't care, as long as they're giving them accurate information, Yeah, they need to be talked to more often than not.
3: (laughs) Do you think, although access to care has really given a lot of Nevadans um, access, and given them insurance, and services that they never would have, do you think it's hindered, like, other areas of Nevada's health system? Hmm.
2: Well, I know what um, one of the things that it has done is that there's more people in the mm-hmm. system. And so, one of the systemic problems that we have in Nevada is we're about 3,000 physicians below the national yeah. average. Mm-hmm. So, when you add 300,000 new patients into a system and you don't add more physicians, it makes it harder to get appointments. Yeah. And also, we don't have a lot of specialists in key areas that are difficult to recruit and retain here. So I think it certainly, you know, I don't want to say it created the issue, but uh, yeah. I think it it uh, certainly highlighted an issue that we already had because we just have a larger volume. Yeah. And that's one of the things that, of course, we're, we're trying to address and increase the number of physicians and recruit yes. Um, individuals here, retain them, create more residency programs because we know when we get more residents that they stay here um, to get those specialists and retain them here.
1: Yes. Um, Which is why we have to get the school district to tell the stories that are good. Yeah. Because if I'm a doctor and I'm graduating from any other state in this country or even outside this country and I want to move my family to Las Vegas the first thing I'm going to do is go look at the school system. Right. And Mm -hmm. I might be paused by all the we're at the top of the worst, the bottom mm-hmm. of the best.
0: Yeah. But
1: there are still lots of good happening. And so if the good could be out there, yeah, okay, show us where we need to improve. I'm all about yeah. that. But we need to be better. You can tell I worked for the school district <laughs> for a while, can't you? Yeah. <laughs> I, I used to also. Did yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we'll have to chat. Yeah. 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 Um, we've got to get better about messaging the good because I can tell you, having yeah, been a I principal at d- middle and high, I had I had teachers I would put up against any teacher in this country.
2: Yeah, I Any. could not agree with you more, other than I think that's true of the world.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not just this. I mean, there's so many good things that happen all the time. Yeah. But we just yeah. tend to hear about all the bad but things. But don't you think it's you know, a
1: factor, where, Sean, if we're going to recruit it, and retain not is. only healthcare providers, right. but future educators as well?
2: Yeah, it is. You know, and we, you know, obviously when you hire folks and bring them in, they ask those questions about Where's you know school, school, system to to school systems, or, and they ask about the healthcare mm-hmm. system, and they, they ask about, you know, the. Economic growth and opportunities, yeah. and you know where new jobs and businesses are coming to. Right. So yeah, those are real things that families look for. So yes. we, we have to create an environment that attracts more good and more yes. positive and better care and better education. All Agreed. The way Agreed. But yeah, but we also have to highlight it when we do get Gosh, it right. We do. Yeah, we do
1: because we because there's so much good.
2: Yeah, we. We are great at suppressing good.
1: We are. We've got, and,
2: uh,
1: <laughs> right? <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: And it's unfortunate. One thing I'd like to be worse at, you
3: know. Yes, that's a well, we don't measure a lot of things that could be good here. I mean, we don't measure how often kids that go to elementary schools here grow up to be entrepreneurs or start right. businesses that's or a make a really right. good income or do really great things, you know. Take they, a cohort, follow Did I pass a test? You know, that's the only, it's yeah. the problem is I think the way they Right, that's a
1: great point, Adam. If you could take even following a cohort of kids who started kindergarten here, graduated from a public high school like where your son goes, basic, Mm -hmm. and say say in a five-year span, here's what they did. They don't all have to be college graduates, but maybe they're working some kind of... um, Field in the service industry or technical industry, yeah. or they did go to college, but maybe John, you're a YouTube influencer exactly. making
3: hundred thousand dollars
1: a year, posting exactly. videos. <laughs> you know, mean, I'm not saying that's the <laughs> best. Success can right. measured in right. more than ways. If I'm a
2: parent. Specific. That's yeah. making me happy. That's right? Exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> the preceding podcast was brought to you by Nevada Medical Center, working to improve the lives of all Nevadans through quality health care. You can find more information about NMC at NevadaHealthMatters.org.